0: Welcome back into the Yahoo Fantasy Hoops podcast. As always, I am Andy Behrens, Um, finally back at home, no longer in Be- in Vegas. I am joined by Dalton Del Don, um, a, like, a, like a feverish, sickly version of Dalton Del Don. he had been on a five-day bender, as I understand it, ever since his Niners uh, advanced to the Super Bowl, and, and it's really taken its toll on him. Dalton, I, I know you're suffering. I know you're struggling. How are you, man? Thanks for making it.
1: I was due. It had been a couple years since I've had a bad cold. But uh, yeah, I'm under the weather. The kids, uh, whatever. I'm blaming the kids. But I've been in bed the last two days. But, you know, coming through here, trying to pull out of it. I I said in the backstage, uh, I'm going to give you an MJ flu game type performance. (laughs) And then you went and uh, you went and accused his airness of being hung over that game and don't be tarnishing uh mj like that especially a guy from chicago just shame bearish. i mean to be clear
0: i think it's i think it's equally impressive if he was hung over yeah i
1: was gonna say what is even more impressive yeah that's true that's true. because that, how disrespectful
0: is that toward the jazz first of all uh if yeah, he actually right. just partied all night before the flu game
1: right for sure, whatever for sure. heroic that actually performance. does make it better no for sure heroic either way actually does make it better for sure. But speaking of which, I think you're cut before we get into the starting five. You just watched the uh, the said Bulls last night. Am I right?
0: Hell yeah, I did. Um, it's the game that everybody was talking about in the NBA oh, yeah, last, sure. night. Um, last night. Last really, night really, yeah. Yeah, really nothing else on anyone's minds on on a Wednesday night. It was, uh, it was Bulls, uh, T-Wolves. Uh, it was fun. Carl um, anthony Towns could have scored 50 if he didn't get in a little bit of foul trouble. Uh, he was utterly unstoppable. The Wolves are just a tragedy defensively, though. Like you can get anything at the rim, you can get any three you want. Um, Zach Levine kind of closed it out. in with an unusually good game by his standards. It was it was fun. Levine, by the way, you know I was looking at this uh, earlier today. Zach Levine is the number five player in fantasy in eight category leagues over the last 30 days. Uh, It's actually, it's quite a list. Like you look at the top 10, it's got like DeMar DeRozan's up there. Levine is up there. Ben Simmons is up there. Uh, Devin Booker is, uh, is number one over the last, over the last 30 days. Anyway, Levine has just been on a, a pretty crazy hot streak. I'm like, just for selfish purposes, not like he's my favorite bull of all time, but I, but I do hope he makes his way into the all-star game. I I, I don't know that he's actually going to be, I don't know that he's actually going to be, he's certainly not going to be voted in. Um, He may not be uh, among the first selections, but maybe an injury clears a path because that is a player whose game is tailor-made for an all-star environment. Like I, like I understand that guys like Chris Middleton might be deserving. Like nobody, you know, like, Just say, for example, that if I shell out like significant money to go to the all star game, I'm not paying that money to go see Chris Middleton take jump shots like I want Zach Levine in that game.
1: Yeah, especially hometown guy. You no, know, Levine's been terrific. He's transformed his game so much, and then obviously the further he's been removed from the surgery. No, this is a commonplace game like last night. He's been great. Specifically, I was happy when I turned. I think the first quarter, Luke Cornette was off to a hot start. <laughs> I think he might have gotten some foul trouble. So that's what warmed my cockles was smiling and watching <laughs> Andy Barron sit there with Luke Cornette. I um I
0: I was gonna save this for our in case you missed it segment, but I'll just bring it up now since you since you brought up Luke. Uh, there was there was just a terrific segment. People can find the the clip on Twitter where the uh, the Bulls sideline reporter was uh, explaining how Coach Jim Boylan had uh, had compared Luke Cornett favorably to young Robert Ory, um, which obviously is just on its face oh, who hasn't? Yeah. hysterical, ridiculous, and not at all the comparison that comes to mind, right? And uh, Stacey King, like. There might not be a bigger homer announcer in in all of sports let alone the NBA than Stacy King but but even Stacy I think he's great by the way like I don't I don't mind homer announcers like I'm all for it give me a rooting interest uh in your in your broadcasting crew I love it love Stacy um he couldn't stop laughing like like and not like any right. kind of staged uh, laughter like he couldn't stop laughing at the comparison of Luke Cornett to Robert Ory, which is, of course, absolutely ridiculous. And it it was made that much better by the fact that while Stacey King was explaining why it's wrong to compare Cornett to Robert Ory uh, in all its many ways, Cornett himself was on the floor getting lost on defense, allowing an open corner three. Like it was just perfect. It was impeccable timing. Um, anyway, like Cornet's playing a little bit, he can knock down the occasional three and, uh, you know, he can finish at the rim a little, he he's utterly lost defensively. Not he's, he's not exactly one of my core building blocks for the bulls.
1: Yeah. I was just happy to see him off to a hot start. Like I said, I knew you were there in attendance, but that's a hilarious comparison and a uh, Boylan. He just a gift that keeps on giving this year. <laughs> he
0: really is. Like if you're, if you're a local beat guy covering that team, um, Boylan has given you plenty of material. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. For sure. Doesn't like taking credit for like lineup changes, even during losses and stuff. I don't know. He's just been, obviously he's frustrating to fantasy owners, but he's, He's definitely been something this year, but let's get to the real story here, Andy. Yeah, let's get
0: to it. Let's get to uh there's no question what topic one in our starting five was gonna be. It's gotta be the return of Zion Williamson. Uh finally makes his way back to an NBA court. Of course, we saw him in the preseason. He was terrific in a little cameo and then he disappeared with the knee injury. He's finally back. They've taken their time with him. He plays not that much, right? Like not a lot of burn. He was playing uh, short bursts, three, four minute stretches. Obviously, I was at the United Center. I wasn't seeing it live. I've seen the highlights. What were your initial impressions of Zion? He did almost nothing until he did everything in like a three-minute stretch in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, so hold up in bed. I was able to watch this last night, certainly just anytime he was on the court. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most, really, it was the most anticipated NBA debut since LeBron. Um, Man, what a slow to wow performance, because the first three quarters were, obviously, it's one game, whatever, but... You know, 284 pounds. He definitely that looked like a suggested weight listed, the way he was running. Maybe you got it in my head talking about his his you know his running now, they're changing it, but didn't exactly look smooth, a little hesitant. And then just unbelievable, man. He scored 17 straight points. You probably know all the stuff, but 17 straight points in three minutes and eight seconds, four threes. He had never had more than three threes in a game at Duke. The 17 points were the most for any player's had during a quarter, during a debut in the last 20 seasons. First player ever to go four for four or better from three in NBA debut. Just unbelievable. I mean, first player ever to have 20 plus points, seven boards, four threes in less than 20 minutes during their debut. And he was doing all this from the five, really, with Derek Favors uh, was out in the fourth quarter. So I don't know how that's going to translate moving forward and how much he's going to keep shooting threes like this. But everyone anticipated the dunks. And instead, we got this crazy outside shooting. It was really awesome. Really, it was fun.
0: We didn't get a single dunk, right? There was a there was a lob no. to him, I believe, that he laid in. No. Um, still a really athletic play. I guess I've seen the highlights of the of the binge, especially the four threes. Um, the the. Like it was almost disrespectful defense, right? <laughs> like they they were yeah. they were begging him to shoot from the outside to the point that on a couple of them nobody even closed out, and um, one of them the closeout was so slow uh, as to as to really just be about you know making sure that he didn't actually pump fake and drive. Um, but like the Spurs were begging him to shoot, it didn't work. Um, but I get it; he wasn't even a thirty, just under thirty four percent as a three point shooter in college last season, we don't expect that to be a big part of his game. Like, what did you see that you think is repeatable? Um, Do, do you think he's actually, like, do we think he's used this time to work on his outside shot?
1: Yeah, not everyone's going to run the zone D like that and just beg him to shoot. Um, And it's not the prettiest shot. It's like a set shot. Right. But you know what? It looks whatever. I mean, he's a better shooter than Draymond Green right now, hands down. I mean, he, whatever. <laughs> he's already, I mean, seriously, like whatever. It would, even if it doesn't look the prettiest, that's still impressive that he can knock that down. And, and even if it, if it's ugly, uh, teams are not going to be able to defend him that way, which will create other opportunities. So, I mean, a crazy 40% usage rate, and they were not calling plays for him. You mentioned, yeah, they're not the dunk, but that was so athletic, not only in that alley but this rebound where he goes over. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Jakob Hurdle had like a position on him, yeah. and he just went over him. And it was he's impressive, man, the passing during the fast breaks. Uh, yeah, not every game he's going to be left wide open shooting the threes, but he made them, and they were from different angles, too, where he was shooting them. So, I mean, it was it's hard to not watch that stretch in the fourth quarter and just be super excited for the future. I mean, if you're a Pelicans fan, with the way has looked, and obviously the biggest question is how he and Ingram are going to coexist, but how excited can you be? I mean, it's very rare to live up to the hype like LeBron did right. and actually exceeded it. I mean, Zion went from, ah, this is kind of, you know, what's happening here, to a big wow moment in that three-minute stretch, like really historic.
0: Ingram still had twenty plus points. Um, didn't seem to. Didn't seem to kill his value. Still a, a relatively busy box score for him, I believe. Right?
1: Yeah, he'll. I think he's going to be fine. He, they'll just have to adjust and they'll make some slow. And it's whatever. It obviously, even though the team said he was in his playing weight and all that in, in game shape, it obviously it stood. It made sense that he was not really in shape, and he's only going to play in these short bursts. So the sluggish start shouldn't come as a surprise. But man, the upside and fantasy upside was revealed just on those plays because. I mean, he's the shooting percentage, obviously the, the free throws weren't great, but man, on the defensive end, he's only going to get better. Please hold up body because it, wow, yeah, it's going to be it? a player like we've never seen.
0: I think, uh, you know, one thing that we talked about on the last, uh, on the last show, d- despite some of the concern that they're probably going to hold him back in back to back situations, they don't have a back to back until March. Um, so you don't have to worry about that at all in the month of February and for the rest of this month. And then uh, I believe that only one of those back-to-back situations is going to end up resulting in a two-game week for him. So it's, there's not much of a penalty there. As long as he's playing, you know, if he gets his his playing time up to 25, then maybe 30 minutes a game. Um, th- this is still somebody who has top 40, top 35, something like that fantasy upside this season. I I, I am going to assume that he's going to see a lot, like most teams are going to approach him defensively. With was some version of what the Spurs were doing, which is, again, just to beg him to take the outside shot, because I like I think that the performance that I've, we've seen so far this season that is totally repeatable is actually what he did against Chicago in the preseason. And I was I happen to be sitting under the basket where he was doing a lot of that damage. And it's just not like He's so quick. He's like make you miss in a phone booth kind of quick. You just can't stay in front of him. So um, teams are going to give him huge cushions, beg him to shoot from the outside, and and not get in the lane where he just he's just going to cause havoc.
1: Yeah, not just the explosiveness, but also the ability to re-jump so quickly. It's it's really yeah. unique for his his size. It's crazy, man, and his age. It's Only going to get better, obviously. So it's going to be fun. It's now the Pelicans are in this suddenly in a playoff stretch, and reports are they're, they're, they're shying away from trades and seeing where this goes. And I, I, of course, they should do that. So sure. they're going to be one of the funnest teams to follow down the stretch. But fantasy teams, I, I guess it's probably a, a, there's a wise strategy out there saying sell now because it won't be, be higher. But personally, I think it's that it'll be more fun to own Zion. I'm holding them, man.
0: Um, you mentioned the playoff race in the West. How fun is it that like Zion and John ja Morant are two of the key figures in the playoff race for the eighth seed? That's awesome. Very awesome. Man. And those top two picks just look like future future super duper stars. Um, speaking of super duper stars, let's move on to topic <laughs> number two in our starting five. Um, I, we got We got to talk about the Derrick Rose trade rumors. Derek is my guy. Um, here's, so here's another perfect example of somebody who maybe hasn't played his way into the All-Star game, but he's so close, right? Like he's put up near All-Star numbers. He's actually scored 20 plus points in 10 straight games. Um, he, he's just been absolutely feasting. He's been playing great. He's been healthy. He's been in the starting lineup. Um, not surprisingly at all. Uh, and, and I believe this originated with Yahoo Sports. There's uh, a fair number of trade rumors out there around him right now. Makes perfect sense, right? The the Pistons, uh, for one thing, they got Reggie Jackson back the other night. So that's good to see. Who knows how long that'll last? Um, they're obviously going to try to sell Drummond. Uh, Blake Griffin, presumably done for the year. So it makes perfect sense to deal Derrick Rose. The Lakers apparently interested. I believe both L.A. teams have expressed some interest. The Clippers have kicked the tires. The, in my view, the team that's been linked to him that is perhaps the best fit is probably Philadelphia, um, again, at Philadelphia, you know, I have my fantasy about Philadelphia swinging a deal for Chris Paul. Um, a pretty good fallback plan would be Derek Rose, who again has just been playing terrific basketball and would, would fit that lineup. I think reasonably well.
1: Yeah. He's been great. You mentioned it back starting. Uh, that's the, it tied for his longest streak of his career since his NBA MVP season with those 10 straight 20 point games, number 62 player of the last month. Clearly there's not a minutes restriction anymore. Yeah. Um, But I think a trade trade would obviously hurt his value here. I mean, if, ideally, he stays in Detroit. Maybe even Drummond gets moved uh, with the latest reports uh, or the Mavs or the latest team to be interested in him. Uh, by the way, Christian Wood had another massive game last night. It's funny. Again, one of those uh, tantalizing efforts. I think he was perfect from the field and 9-11 from the free throw line. Reggie Jackson would be an interesting guy if Rose does get moved. He did make a return recently. But, um, yeah, if I'm a Derrick Rose fantasy owner, I just want him to stay put for sure.
0: Um, yeah, Derek staying put honestly seems like the the least uh, <laughs> likely outcome, right? Like, hey, I, right. I mean, he's such an you're obvious right. trade ship right now unless he gets injured. Uh, there, no question you're correct. I skipped right by the fantasy story. No question you're correct that the best spot for him fantasy wise for the balance of the season is clearly Detroit where he can stay in the same role.
1: One thing I'll say is I, um, I've been looking into my uh, guy in Vegas about the what, what the latest odds in the 76ers, you put that in my mind. And, and um, that'd be a fun move for a team you're rooting for to, to go there for sure, though, and would help them. But I don't know why they remain... In that 15 to 18 to one range versus the other teams. That, yeah, that's, the, that's interesting. To me. It's
0: funny. The hotel I was staying at had him, uh, I believe, had him at 14 to one. And then I uh, at the hotel where the FSTA conference was taking place, the FSGA conference was taking place. The link, they were 18 to one. And I jumped all over that because I was I was yeah. tempted by 14 to one because there's just no other good team that has odds like that. But man, as soon as I saw yeah. 18, I was on it because they're like a they're like a trade away from. I mean, they're in my mind, they're the one team that is really well built to challenge Milwaukee. Um, just given the length they have, the size they have and the, uh, the positional flexibility that they present y- you add a, you had a, like a dominant scoring point guard to that mix. Um, or, or just somebody who can orchestrate a game beautifully in the, in the postseason. man, they're a scary team.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I'll be rooting for any team to beat Milwaukee because that's, what's going to take to get, a. Get the Greek freak to come to the Bay. We need them to lose, not, not win the championship this year.
0: <laughs> I Man, I love that Warriors fans still look at the entire league after the Durant deal as just like, I don't know, like a shopping market where they can just pluck whatever they want.
1: Yeah, yeah. With, our, with our history, you know, wouldn't expect any other. It's, it's what it's been like throughout the franchise. Look at it's how history, much sure. fun
0: Giannis is having. Look at how much fun he's having with yeah, the Lopez brothers. You
1: want to root for a player. I know. I don't want him to leave that community. I know. I know he can stay as long as he does. He's not coming to the Bay. He better stay though, but I, I'm going to get in trouble for tampering here. So let's, let's move <laughs> on.
0: So topic number three in our starting five, not, not only do we have the trade rumors with Derek Rose, we have like an actual trade that I suppose we can discuss. Um, Several other players attached to it, but the two big names, uh, Trevor Ariza and Kent Baysmore, uh, swapped. The move itself, I believe when you factor in the luxury tax, saved Portland something like $12 million, maybe a little bit more than $12 million. It was mostly a financial move. Um, both players, pretty big disappointments, I would say, on the season. Do you see any winners here? Anything we should be interested in? A lot of fantasy owners out there adding Ariza right now.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Ariza in deeper leagues. Bay's more opposite. I would drop him if you were holding on to him. I was shooting like 34% this year, but I guess he has a good relationship with Luke Walton reportedly, so he's not going to pursue a buyout, but uh, he only saw 16 minutes during his debut and has not been very good. So I can see dropping him, but Ariza is going to be starting now in small forward in Portland. There's a bunch of injuries there. They're banged up. If you need threes, uh, I could certainly see leagues for to add Ariza.
0: You got to figure Ariza comes into. I don't. It's not going to be like a substantial bump in minutes. I wouldn't think he was averaging not quite twenty five in Sacramento. But you kind of alluded to that just mess of of wings in Sacramento, right? Between Bogdanovich and Heald, and like it's just hard to find hard to find floor time. Probably comes into three or four more minutes per game, I I would think, for Portland. Obviously, people know the—I mean, he's 34 years old. People know the core categories for Trevor Ariza. They're going to be threes. Uh, They're going to be steals. Like, he's still a a more than capable defender. So maybe somebody who can average 10, 11 points per game over the balance of the season with a couple of threes and and, uh, almost two steals a game. That's going to have value.
1: Yeah, even in the short term, like McCollum and Whiteside are both game time decisions uh, for, uh, I think, believe Thursday's game. So he could he could be asked to play right away. So this minutes.
0: this conversation actually transitions perfectly into uh, number four on our starting five, which is Yusuf Nurkic returning to practice. Uh, we've mentioned him a couple times on the show a few weeks ago. We were saying that uh, Hassan Whiteside owners don't necessarily need to worry about, mostly because Whiteside has just been so dominant. And you can't take him off the floor when he's just an utterly dominant rebounder and shop walker. Um, yeah, let's just get a, let's check in with your uh, sort of value meter on Hassan Whiteside. How are you feeling about this right now?
1: Yeah, it just has not changed. I'm not lowering his ranking. I mean, he comes to some, Whiteside's just been a monster. And uh, yeah, he returned to some some court action, Nurkic. But then the following reports are not going to be before the All-Star break. That's so another three weeks, and again, it's not going to the minutes won't be there. So, I, I'm not changing my opinion at all about, about Whiteside. I'm holding him.
0: Yeah, again, kind of a kind of a horrific injury uh, that Nurkic is coming yeah. off, and and we assume, you, you know, maybe the discussion is a little bit like the Zion. They're probably going to be a little bit more uh, uh, hesitant with him, I would think, than with Zion, right? In uh, in New Orleans, maybe it's twenty minutes a game. Cert- you wouldn't you wouldn't imagine back to backs, but man was so good last year after the break I'm uh, bringing up his his numbers after the break from last season man almost 18 points a game over 11 rebounds per game over three assists per game he was he was his plus minus was plus 18 point seven Um just a just a terrific performance after the break from him last year. So you hope he gets back to a little. They, you know, the other thing with Portland is they they're probably going to shed more money, right? Like that's a possibility too. What, where would you put the odds of a of a Whiteside deal?
1: Yeah, that sounds like a definite possibility. By the way, Whiteside's getting thirty minutes a game this year too, so he's not like he requires like a ton there to get a yeah. production that he has. But I mean, he does have a. Injury history as well, and yeah, he could get traded. I, I don't, I don't know exactly the odds there, but that's definitely a possibility too. But my, my thoughts is I would just hang tight with Whiteside, and and Nurkic is more of a you know concern for for the following year.
0: Do you consider you consider Nurkic a a must add if you're playing in a ten team twelve team league?
1: No, I wouldn't say a ten team. No, I really don't think he's going to make a humongous impact. It just depends on what you're. If you're in a deeper league, I could see it. Sure, yes, I I agree with you. He's a fantastic player, but I just don't expect coming off that injury the size that he was. Yeah, to just be hugely impactful this season. Maybe I'm crazy. I mean, do, do you think I'm wrong?
0: No, not necessarily. I feel like in a I feel like in a 12 team league, there's probably one team um, that that can take a flyer on him. Right. Yes. Um, That would probably need some help, some big man stat help Um, in a shallower league. I don't think I would, because, again, I, it's really hard for me to imagine he's going to have many games in which he plays more than, say, 22, 24 minutes like that is probably something close to the ceiling for him. Just be really nice to see him, I don't know, out there, healthy, um, capable of contributing late in the year. And, of, of course, uh, hopefully he can come back next season. He looks just like he did last year.
1: And I'm a white side uh, guy, so maybe I'm just speaking as a homer. 3.9 blocks per game in 10 January uh, games. Yeah, that's stupid. 3.9 blocks per game. That's, that's just crazy. stupid.
0: And he's obviously he's one of the most dominant rebounding presences in, yeah. the, in the league as well. So, like, traditional big man stats there have been have been really good. Slight, again, slight possibility that he gets moved. Um, Portland's just a weird team right now between Carmelo and the guys who are returning um, and the need to probably dump some money, presumably. They're just a weird team. Topic number five in our starting five, I was super excited to talk about, and I had him originally near the top. And now Michael Porter Jr. uh, missed a game because of a back issue. We don't, think that the back issue that he has is related to earlier back issues right upper back versus lower back whatever man he was taking advantage of opportunity and coming off a couple of really really solid performances um just a just a ton of opportunity in denver right now uh, no milsap no harris no murray so that's just a lot of that's just a lot of shots that are available a lot of minutes that are available and he'd looked great. He was coming off a 20-point performance, not just a 20-point performance, but a 20-point 14-rebound performance, uh, double-digit scoring in five straight. Uh, I I suppose that we have to be worried about the back issue because it's Michael Porter Jr., but um, I don't know. What do you you see over the balance of the season? Mike Malone has already said that he's going to be part of that rotation going forward.
1: Yeah, he's shown enough flashes. He should be owned in all competitive leagues for sure. What a rebounder looks like he's going to be um, you mentioned the injuries but yeah, Jamal Murray the latest report sounds like he might be out for remaining out for weeks and yeah. Monty Morris is kind of disappointed I get why Jeremy Grant showing up on the the pickups list um, but yeah I'm adding MPJ again like I said in all competitive leagues and it, yeah a br- real buzzkill with the back injury but you said it is the upper back the surgery was on the lower back so hopefully it's not related doesn't sound like it's serious so I'm adding him and hoping the injury is not and he's not serious and yeah he's Great right upside, man. He looks he looks fantastic, and I you know he hadn't played in any. Year. Not only was he basically you know a rookie, but not having played in so long. I mean, yeah. this is impressive.
0: If people are going to drop him off the off the missed game, and that's probably going to happen, right? Like, generally speaking, with with players, regardless of the fantasy sport. When they're when they're a really buzzy ad and they're coming off a couple of big games, um, if they have a DNP for any reason, they're going to get mass dropped again. So he's going to hit some waiver wires right, right. off this back thing. Um, I, I'd scoop him up. Like I like I buy the coaching staff when they talk about how he's just going to be part of the rotation going forward, even when they're at full strength. I think he has to be. He looks. I mean. Man, of all the guys that have just kind of popped up this year, he he is he is one of the few that looks like not just a fantasy contributor, but maybe like three years down the road, like a star. Like this is somebody who I could legitimately see in all-star games.
1: Yeah, 6'10", 210, shooting threes, ability to shoot threes like that. I said as the rebounder, you can see why he was consideration as the number one overall prospect yeah. at, at one point, clearly. And the thing is, for fantasy terms... When he had a couple big games off the bench, you know, it was kind of like really good shooting. They weren't sure if it was sustainable without a lot else, maybe some boards here and there, but he's now getting the defensive stats in January. You know, yeah. 0.8 steals, 0.7 blocks in just 20 minutes a game. So that's what you really like to see. He's only getting better there. So yeah, sky's the limit and, and really good, really nice to see. It's funny, you know, a team that was, you know, it, such, such in contention, lucked into a possible you know because he fell in the draft and they had the, yeah. they had the patience with the bright team to wait and here they go they're they're getting rewarded for it
0: yeah that's a good call out it's just a great draft pick um shooting a good percentage from the floor too so no, just no obvious holes in his fantasy game uh if he just falls into 25 minutes a game he's gonna be really really good
1: yeah for sure you know grab him in all competitive leagues for sure
0: so we've mentioned him we've mentioned uh reggie jackson a little bit earlier who were the highlight ads for you this week
1: so Eric Paschal is showing up on the, uh, the, uh, the list here, Draymond. And I understand man. Draymond green, just see, he gets, he gets in injured illness the other day. He has no interest in finishing out, finishing out this season whatsoever. And Paschal yeah. after a sluggish stretch there, it's expected, whatever second round rookie, he looks rejuvenated and back worth adding, um, Nurkic and Riza Kleber, Maxi Kleber with Dwight Powell out for the season with the torn Achilles. He definitely could be added. And, um, yeah, those are those are the main names. Ian Mahimi in uh, Washington is an interesting one because my guy Thomas Bryant is being treated with kid gloves and I understand why. But what a disappointment. I'm like, oh, go trade for him last week. Now it's like borderline droppable, man. That He he looks like a problem. I
0: don't I don't know if I really read this or if it's this is the kind of thing that I would that I would maybe dream. I may have dreamt this, um, but I think I saw a rumor about the Mavs kicking the tires on Joakim Noah, at least reaching out to him again. This is exactly the sort of thing that I might like that I might have just dreamt, but I'm pretty sure this happened. Like, I'm pretty sure that is an actual rumor Um, there. There is a obviously big man opportunities for Dallas. Noah uh, in the offseason suffered an injury, but it sounds like maybe he's come back from that. I just like I I have this far off hope. I don't know. Maybe it's just wish casting. I I would love to see Noah um, make it one more deep playoff run for someone and play meaningful minutes.
1: That I, I should have brought that up, of course. What was I was I thinking? Not uh, yeah, no. With Dwight Powell going down for the yeah. season, there, there's an opportunity there for for sure. No, that, that's uh, that would be great, right? I mean, he's got to come back if for no other reason than just to enrich this podcast. <laughs>
0: I can can think of no greater reason, no higher purpose for any player in the NBA than to.
1: (laughs) Although, although that does mean less Boban, maybe we don't like that either, though. He's actually showed up on the list, too. So, you know, that that's the only downside there.
0: Man, I did catch a little bit of that the other night, like when Boban and Porzingis are on the floor at the same time. That's that's crazy. That like I don't I don't know that I can think of a team in NBA history. That puts two guys that are seven, three plus on the floor simultaneously like that. That just looks weird. Even in the context of the NBA, it just looks absolutely freakish.
1: Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, I know. I still uh, I still haven't seen John Wick three, I believe, and where he's the villain. (laughs) Have you caught caught that? I'm sure more of a film, but I haven't caught that film yet. Have you?
0: Well, you don't want to see it unless you've seen, you know, the the first John Wick's because you'll never understand it. You'll never catch up. That's right. i actually
1: have part two on my dvr way too uh, cerebral way too high level have by the way
0: have the have the dalton del don rankings of like every tv show come out yet
1: I just tweeted them before I got sick uh, last week. So go, go check out my Twitter. They, they, they are on there. And you know what? Speaking of this, I got to say, I finally watched Roadhouse for the first time with someone <laughs> named Dalton. And uh, speaking of films, wow. That, uh, I've been too long in my life. Everyone says you're crazy not to. And I finally, what, what a, you know, Swayze in his prime. That was uh, fantastic. But yes, Andy, I did rank my TV show. So if you're into that, I ranked top Top 30 TV shows of the year and check that out on my Twitter. Do you
0: want to do you want to tease the, the top TV shows? You don't have to give us number one, but maybe maybe give us um, some of your I don't know, some of your sneaky surprise TV shows that no one would expect.
1: Uh, sure. Um, there's a show called unbelievable, uh, catastrophe and fleabags, a little lesser known and another one called don't F with cats, which is actually really a, a fun one. You could, you could easily, uh, is that a cartoon easily been just, just three episodes on it's a, it's a murder mystery. Actually, it's uh, oh, okay. on, on Netflix. Uh, I checked. Uh, yeah, but no, but, uh, come hit me up on Twitter and then debate me, tell me how wrong I am. But I, uh, yeah, I watch too much TV throughout the year. And uh, yeah, check that out. But uh, it's actually one of the yeah. shocking
0: facts in the fantasy industry generally is that you're somehow able to consume like 30 different television shows while also r- like rigorously covering football, basketball, a bit like that's amazing. I don't know how you do it.
1: A lot of it's in the background, and working from home helps. But a lot—I mean, a lot yeah. of it is just watching the background. I can't tell you I'm, I'm fully uh, fully engaged in 100 percent of this. But it's that you'd be shocked at the amount of TV I left off this list as well. But yeah, watch a lot of TV and even more. More movies these days. We never get out. It's just sad—a reflection of how little I get out of the house and you know, <laughs> interact with human beings. Andy, is what this really is. But uh, yeah, check that out if you're into TV at all. But Succession's my show. Spoiler alert: that I have number one uh, each of the last two seasons. Enough TV talk. What do we? Uh, what do we finish? Actually, I'm going to
0: give you one more because like I, I binged like between a flight and okay. uh, a little bit over Christmas. I'm just going to shout out Chernobyl, Ooh, which is right. which is one of the best oh, things. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the best things that I've seen. Like, I don't watch as much. Um, I, don't, I don't think I consume as much culture as you do. Um, but that's one of the best things that I'd seen in years.
1: So I, I struggle with like when I should put that versus what I liked versus best versus favorite. So this this list, I made my favorite show, like what I like more. So I got a hard time in some of the comments mostly for having Chernobyl ranked too lowly because, yeah, oh, really, okay. very good show. And I learned a lot. And I my argument was just I could have, you know, probably could have watched the first and last episode. And gotten the same out of it, but very good show, no question about it, but I'm raking like horrible shows like the morning show where you're binging just uh shows like that above it, just and you too, because just more entertaining but uh Chernobyl there's no argument here it's definitely one of the best made TVs of the year TV shows of the year for sure
0: okay i'm gonna I'm gonna dig through the rankings uh I want to get to our in case you missed it though um, but like probably my favorite thing that i that uh happened really in the last week is that Kemba Walker finally beat. LeBron James, um, in just one of those like really quirky streaks uh, that happens sometimes in NBA history, LeBron had gone twenty-eight and zero against Kemba Walker. Teams makes a little bit of sense, obviously. LeBron is always on dominant teams. Kemba, of course, had been stuck for a long time in a in a relatively hopeless environment. Um, but Kemba now now 1 in 28 against lebron uh, yeah. like what a what a what an incredibly long stretch of uh, futility that was so good for him
1: yeah i know that that is amazing uh, i think it was the second longest ever uh the streak uh, pretty crazy for such a good player but obviously the t- teams had a lot to do with it nice to see him the longest streak that. of all
0: time by the way is michael jordan versus sherman Douglas, which is hilarious there you and go. it would not yeah. surprise me at all if sherman Douglas... jordan,
1: jordan sh- lost that many games in a row
0: <laughs> would crazy. not like MJ 30 and O against Sherm would not surprise me at all if that actually stems from some relatively innocuous thing that Sherm had said to him at one point that yeah, just right, stuck with course, Jordan for 30 years.
1: Of course. What else there was? A, there was a popping off with Zion. Man, my my wife is the uh, is the is a better Papa Shot shooter than myself. What about you though? There was a there was, in the Yahoo Studios. We had Zion.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I wonder. I wanted to shout that out as well. You can find it on the on the Yahoo Sports uh, Twitter feed. Uh, Tim Hines, fun guy, hosting popping off their little Papa Shot thing. He does a little Q and A with Zion while Zion is um on the Papa Shot machine and just the. It, it was fine. It was a fine performance by Zion. He scored 75 points in the in the pop shot. Like that's pretty weak. Um in fact, I'm looking at the leaderboard right now in this segment and like nobody's even got 130. Like this leaderboard isn't worthy of me. Um I feel like I'm going to I'm going to blow in a trip to the New York office just so I can reestablish the high <laughs> score on that pop shot machine to something respectable. Like Zion, I'm watching Zion shoot right now. He's shooting too slow. Um, It's agonizing. He finishes again with only 75, which somehow actually gets on the leaderboard. But whatever. It's a fun segment. Um, Fun questions were asked. Fun responses were given. Um, People should check that out.
1: You know I personally witnessed you go yard after yard work after yard work <laughs> with that uh, home run derby uh wiffle ball we did so who am I to argue with you you know I have no doubt that you would dominate that that, that game
0: yeah I retweeted that wiffle ball clip the other day uh you
1: said your buzzers you had buzzer help yeah that, admitting the to the was? fact that the pitches yeah. were yeah. being tipped it's yeah. true yeah, um, yeah that yeah. was a
0: good time like basically if there's um if there's like a like a ridiculous version of a major sport or a miniaturized version of a major sport a pretty good chance that I'm that I'm really good at it like wiffle ball I'm pretty good pop a shot I should probably be in the world top five top 10 ranking somewhere mini golf really good I would never I would never mega golf I would never like re- regular golf I'm not going to invest five hours or 10 hours or however the f long it takes to play a round of golf I would never do it um but mini golf oh, 30 minutes I'm I'm about as good as it gets
1: I want to see your Papa shot now in, in person. Um, the only uh, in case you missed the thing, I have is this: the Delonte West stuff is sad, and, uh, and just yeah. hopefully he gets help. And um, sounds like the NBA community is really stepping up, and they're gonna gonna hopefully help him out. Um, but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's 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 really really sad stuff. But um, yeah, so uh. uh on a high note, Andy, uh, it's really good being back with you. And are you leaving us next week? What's what's going on? I are you, are you am going to vacation. Yeah, I am.
0: I'm going to be in I'm going to be in Maui next week. Uh, I'm going to be enjoying the run up to the Super Bowl um, from from a beach bar. Mostly um, looking forward to that. It's a total boondoggle of a trip. My wife goes there for work and I just climb onto the trip. Um, it's great the guy who checks us in every year is a huge yahoo fantasy player too so that always there's always oh, a couple of perks that uh, that that accompany that uh I love it can't wait to get there um it's just really like man what watching sports from that time zone is just super satisfying yeah. i'm really looking forward to it
1: yeah i mean i mean projects is a near pickum with a high over under so I mean, i'm i'm a little biased but uh projects is a pretty good one
0: the i know the over under started at something like 51 and a half or 52, yeah. and at, like everybody was just screaming over, right? Like, it's, I mean, it's going over that.
1: Oh, it's at 54 right now. Yeah. As a <laughs> yeah. more sensible number. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's yeah. really
0: hard. Like, great as the Niners are, it, it's pretty hard to imagine that uh, that they're able to hold Kansas City entirely in check, right? Like, Mahomes is a thing. That's going to be Mahomes fun. Mahomes
1: is amazing. Oh, Mahomes is legitimately maybe the best player ever. It's, yeah, it's going to be a tough task. Do you have a, sure.
0: a non Homer prediction for us?
1: I don't yet. I don't know, man. Uh, just that I'm gonna hedge my bet because I'm terrified of Mahomes. That's my that's my prediction. Ah, uh, uh, it's gonna be close. I don't I don't have a feel yet. I'm I'm worried. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna, worried.
0: I'm gonna give you um. I'm gonna give you 31 to 28 Niners. That is my official prediction. Okay. Uh, that is what I'm rolling with. It. So that obviously gives you the over. Um, I, man. I mean, it's just one of those situations where the Niners like. What they do well offensively uh, just matches up beautifully with what Kansas City can't stop. <laughs> right? like, it's really hard for me to imagine the Niners not putting up a number against that team.
1: Yeah, their defense has been a lot better the second half, though, KC. But, man, Shanahan. Oh, it's interesting that, you know, you have Reed two weeks to, and then Shanahan's play calling. I mean, just the, the, the chess match of the coaches should be something.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to um, you maybe coming out on top. Um, good luck to your team. That is going to do it for this week. Obviously, at least one of us will be back next week. I will, uh, again, be sipping my ties near the pool. Um, please subscribe. Write us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. You can, of course, send us questions at any time. You should follow us on Twitter at Yahoo Fantasy, at Dalton Del Don, and or at Andy Barons. That is it for another week, folks. We are out.